0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Rock'em Sock'em Roadblocks. Every time you enter a construction site, four workers come up and beat the shit out of you. New by Hasbro. (laughs) 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. The only podcast where one of us might be better than the other. It's most it it, it's mo- me. It's it totally most me. likely is the older version. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, the outdated version. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Matt, and today we are here to talk about who did it better, '80s versus now for action movies. Um, I, I know fuck you I did fucked it up. I know, I know, you I kinda- did like
1: I did so much research about the history of why movies have changed since the '80s uh-huh. to now.
0: Well, I also, I kind of have, like, a little bit of that. Okay. So maybe um, I, can, I can
1: sprinkle it in.
0: So I, I think, like, the easiest way to do that is we can kind of go over, like, a little bit of facts and everything first. Okay. Um, story time with World of Credits, the Credits podcast. Yeah, baby. Baby. <laughs> um, we'll go over some of the facts and lo- a little bit of the history. And then I think we could go into, like, some of, like, the pros and cons of each. Okay. That's fair. Because um, I think that, like, it's very easily digestible. Mm-hmm. Um... So a l- tiny bit of backstory and then I'll let you talk for once. Um <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um so if you I, I did like a little bit of research, like realistically, if like you date back to like action films, you really think about like more so like the early, early onset of like Western films. Okay. Like that was more or less like the big like the this is the action films, like mm-hmm. the big shootouts, like the brawls, like the standoffs. Um, And then over time, it kind of progressed into like, like kind of like cop dramas where it's like you had like the big car chases and everything like that. Yeah. Until we have finally evolved a little bit more into like action movies in the 80s of like what we knew. Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. I I was expecting you to kind of like go from there. (laughs) Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the bigger things too that like a couple articles that I looked into was one kind of talking about why 80s movies did so well, yeah. like 80s action. And one of the things, too, that they talked about, which I thought was really interesting, mm-hmm. uh, one of the bigger components, too, is, like, how it's based around the idea of, you know, like, two really big concepts, like war and, like, street crime. Mm-hmm. So, like, two of those two being so prominent and so, like, powerful within just, you know, like, cinema and just culture at the time, where it's like they they worked off of that. They then brought in two stuff where it's, like, Commando. You brought in two of, like, Lethal Weapon and Death Wish and, like, these movies that, like, glorifies the idea of, you know, like, big macho men, like, are going to protect this. They're going to, like, shoot up the place. They're going to take away, you know, like, all these vagrants or, like, these bad guys. And how people were really excited to see that. Because it gave this sense of, like, empowerment of, like, seeing Arnie ripped his shit, Mm -hmm. shooting up people. And it's like, yeah, I feel good about myself. I feel safe now because this guy's taking care of everything. Like, it it gives a really good sense of that feeling. Which then led to the birth of 80s action.
0: Exactly. Because, like, you look at, like, during the 80s of, like, going through war and going through, like, the street crime, like you said. And it's like, the the... They weirdly became like comfort films, right? In a sense, like it's escapism, kinda, exactly. It's kind of like the same thing where it's like, again, I'll always say like horror kind of does it like way better in terms of like using what's going on in the world as like a means to an end for it. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like how like Day of the Dead is all about like consumerism, right? Like, but again, you look at something like Escape from New York where it's like there's the fear that like crime will take over to the point where we no longer have jail cells big enough to hold people Mm -hmm. and we have to create basically an entrapment for them. Yeah. So in that aspect, it it becomes where it's like, you know, you're, you're subconsciously playing on like what most people's fears are at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's pretty cool. Weirdly enough though, I don't know if you knew this, but like during the eighties, Comedy and drama movies actually were, like, holding, like, the number two spots.
1: Yeah, like, which makes sense even, too, of, like, how action kind of blends that in with one-liners. Yes. be so, moments, because then you could be like, ha-ha, that's awesome, mm-hmm. while also seeing somebody get blown to bits.
0: Yeah, because I was, like, what... I was reading, like, some article that showed, like, the progression from, like, 1980 all the way to, like, 2010 mm-hmm. of, like, what genre of movie was, like, doing the best at the box office. And it would be, like, these small, like little glimpses of, like, 1981, um, like, I think, like, 1990, 1994, and then, like, 2000 was when, like, action, like, really was, like, the prominent genre. Yeah. But other than that, weirdly enough, comedy kind of, like, held on to it, and drama held on to it, which is fine, because, like, you think about, like, some of the movies that you had at the time, where it's, like, stuff like Titanic, mm-hmm. and others that i can't think <laughs> of at the moment. Uh, sure. Um but anyways, yeah, like i i looked at it too. So in in the 80s, comedy and drama were like the main attractions obviously. Mm-hmm. Um in 1990s, uh, both of them combined brought in 32 billion dollars at the box office. Wow. Um obviously like dramas being 16 billion from it mm-hmm. and then in the 80s uh f- they they had like 42 billion in yeah. total so it's like like that there's a big progression there yeah like, that's huge yeah like 32 billion all the way to like 42 billion mm-hmm. it's like that's a decent amount there
1: which is funny even too where it's like we can go on the progression of this too and like what I looked into which is that like funny enough like one of the things that seemed to come up to around Like, 96 specifically. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the time, too, that I looked at in terms of this, where it's like, why did action movies start, like, falling out? Mm -hmm. Why did they start not becoming so as popular? Because looking it up, too, which is like, there's a big chunk of that time, like you said, between, like, the 80s up until, like, like, early 90s, where it's like, action movies were the biggest thing ever. Yeah, like, that
0: was the peak of, like, again, you have stuff like Escape from New York, Mm -hmm. Rambo, uh predator commando yeah. like all these movies that like are building like these stars even like roadhouse or sure, like blood sport yeah you know, like these
1: big movies too that's like they glorify these big macho men mm-hmm. that will kick the shit out of somebody and it's cool yes and i think even like what i started seeing in 96 was that a couple things one i thought was really interesting was this idea of you know like oversaturation mm-hmm. like it just got to the point too where it's like I mean, what happens in 96? You get, like, Escape from L.A. Yeah. You get, like, Rocky Four. You get, like... First Blood Three. <laughs> yeah. You get, like, these movies, too, where it's, like... It, at that point, you're, like, oh, you know, like, this has been around for so long that it almost becomes, like... It loses its charm. Right. It, it gets to the point where it's, like, you've enjoyed it so much, but now it's, like, it's just handed out to you that you're, like, I don't really appreciate this. Like... And I don't know why too. I've never seen this movie. Um is a Stallone or not Stallone, uh Schwarzenegger movie of Eraser. So I've heard of it, yes. I have too, but it's like I, I looked it up too in the article mentioned where it's like how this became one of like the slow declines for Arnie, where it's like it was kinda of like the last time that he was like top build.
0: Yeah, and, and then, Well, last action hero was also like the nail in the coffin
1: sure. for a while. But I think even too, where it's like one of the things I have never seen a racer, but like, I thought it was also really interesting where it brought up this idea of like special effects yeah. where it's like how at that time too, it's like, it started, we started moving away from like practicality and, you know, like sets. And it's like, it started adding in like the effects, and yeah. CGI and like all these different things too, that kind of lost the charm. Cause I think about even too, where it's like escape from LA, which is like, it's full of green screen. It looks yeah. terrible. And it's like, and even, too, like, you mentioned, and I'm br- glad you brought it up with the comedy, where it's, like, you also had new comedy at that time mixed in with the action, and the one-liners didn't hit. Yeah. Like, they were goofy, they were weird, it felt like...
0: It kind of felt, like, cringy. Yeah, after a certain point. which
1: also kind of takes away from it. So it's, like, if you don't have the action and you don't have the fun one-liners, then you start losing the luster.
0: Yeah, and that's probably why, too, like, you know, you think of, like, perfect example, Arnold Schwarzenegger who like during the eighties was like this big prominent, like blockbuster action star. Right. And he started moving into comedy. He started doing stuff like kindergarten cop and like Jingle all the way. And it's like, like that was, that was in a sense, like people didn't want to think it, but that was kind of a smart like plan there because like, again, comedy was like the leading genre at that point. So like to go from like full on action where you're like third or fourth, to number 1 in the genre like you're getting more publicity you're getting more like spokesmanship from it. Mhm. And one of the other things too I
1: just want to touch on 96 that I also thought was really interesting mm-hmm. where it's like at that time it also seemed like it kind of moved away from this idea of like the macho man. Yes. Where it's like people started to say that it's like I couldn't really identify with this mm-hmm. because like nobody I'm not this. Yeah, nobody looks like fucking Arnie. Yeah. They're not huge. So then even I I thought it was really interesting that 96 brought this attention of like, well, what does it mean to have, you know, like skinnier, more mild mannered people mm-hmm. that look like us, like a no- quote unquote normal person that yeah. could actually then do all these exciting things. So then we could start actually identifying more. Cause I know a couple of examples that I saw were like Con Air and Face Off. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, here's like some normal looking people that can then do boat chases and big gunfights and how it. Offered a chance to be like, wow, okay, I can relate with this person more, which yeah. then created more buzz of like, I want to go see this over a macho action man.
0: Yeah, I mean, even too like you look at like more towards the later end of like the eighties, like I think of like Die Hard, where it's like, yeah, like Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis looks like a normal man in that, like right. he he feels more relatable because he's not like the muscle bound like. Jean-Claude Van Damme or yeah. Arnie or Sylvester. He's also not like an expert assassin or yeah. like a
1: military man. He's just a cop. He's an yeah. NYPD mm-hmm. that just got thrown into the situation yeah. which makes him more, more relatable. It makes him more realistic which mm-hmm. I also think is one of the articles too that I read that like changed the aspect of it where it's like action started becoming more grounded. It mm-hmm. started becoming more of like I think one of the examples it brought up too was like Bourne Conspiracy which is like here's an boring ass looking matt damon yeah and he's doing like spy crimes and it's like how that became a lot more like the norm yeah it became a lot more well received to this idea of like we have some normal looking person who's Mm -hmm. not ripped out of his mind and he's doing like more realistic
0: combat and how people gravitated towards that more well that's also why too i think like in the mid 90s when you had like like, Indiana Jones. Like, mm-hmm. Harrison Ford, again, is not, like, a muscly man. Yeah. He's using more of his brain to tell the story of an action film. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, like, you had, like, the the James Bond films where, again, the, the espionage portion of it is the action. Yeah. But you're having a man in a suit who is just kind of, like, normal looking. Yeah. Um, And some, like, that's the thing, though, is, like, there's, there was, like, this weird, like, dip. And then just a, a fucking resurgence out of nowhere. Yeah. Cause like as I was doing research too, so like um in the nineties, action and adventure like took over. Mm-hmm. Like they became like more or less like the two topped build. So combined, they made uh well sorry, not combined, but like action made twenty six billion and adventure made twenty nine billion in the mm-hmm. box office during the nineties. But the progression Of twenty years in two thousand ten combined well, not even sorry, I'm not not even combined, just action in general, yeah, was at one hundred and forty nine billion. Wow. Okay. So over the course of twenty years, it quadrupled its sales. Yeah. So that that's kind of like crazy. And that most of that was from 2010 to 2020. Right. And it's it's kind of like in my opinion, it was, like, the mid-2000s mm-hmm. that really, like, pushed that. So, like, at that point, we've kind of been, like, oversaturated with action films. Yeah. However, though, you have films, again, like, you ha- you have, like, the-, the sequels, which are, like, killing you. But you had, at this point, like, films like Die Hard, Indiana Jones, Top Gun, Terminator... To say a few Mm -hmm. that kind of were able to pave the way for like what could be a modernized action movie. Again, like you said, like with James Bond films, Mission Impossible, even like Fast and Furious gave way to be like, okay, action doesn't have to be strictly like shooting a gun and explosions. It can be something like a car chase again. It can be something like, you know, solving a mystery in like the the desert
1: yeah it feels so much more broader later on like it gives the opportunity that it doesn't have to be like when I was thinking about this too where I was like as much as Arnold Schwarzenegger is like the pinnacle of action movie where it's like all of his characters are pretty much interchangeable because it's all just Arnold Schwarzenegger they all smoke cigars Yes, (laughs) and it's like I like even too of like later on it offers a lot more opportunity like you're mentioning to have different Moments. Mm-hmm. It's not just a big guy shooting a gun. It's that you can have multiple things happen. You can have car, like you said, car chases. You can have spy stuff. You can have spy gadgets. You can have spy kids. Yeah. You can <laughs> spies. <laughs> um, All spies. You but can I think have even, cars. Yeah. I, I, I think about even too, where it's like one of the other things that I thought to be really important is also too of like how action almost becomes coupled with superhero. Yes, Where it's, like, how superhero movies become, then, the kind of norm of, like, well, what's an action movie? Like, I think, as, you know, like, I'm sure it's talked about before, where it's, like, Iron Man being the first pinnacle of, like, you can have a superhero movie that has cool action and moments. Mm -hmm. And how that kind of even sets the standard going forward of, like, wow. Like, I think about even, too, where it's, like... What are some of the more like known action movies as of late? They're usually superhero movies,
0: yeah. And that's mainly like what I kind of like looked through was like anything usually like Marvel or d c are like mm-hmm. more or less like the top build. And like partially is because, like, you know, the fan base for it. So yeah. like you're automatically going to get a better box office sale for something that people already know versus, like, a full-blown, like, this is my first time making a movie. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, again, early 2000s, like, you know, 20th Century Fox, like, took a huge chance and, like, made stuff like the original X-Men movies and then, like, Sony making, like, the original Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire, which were good. Mm Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they, great. they were they were decent adaptations to the point where it's like, yes, you had like that CGI at the time, but like it wasn't bad enough to be like, oh, this is disgusting.
1: Right, and then it would also have because it's superheroes versus supervillains, you mm-hmm. would have big fights. Yes, you'd have moments too where it's like, here it is that we get to see our cape crusaders actually, you know, like fighting and doing something, which then gets tied in with this idea of like. It's a superhero movie, but it's also kind of an action movie.
0: Yeah. It gets the callback to right. an 80s action where you can have, like, big explosion explosions. You can have, like, big fight-outs and, like... Fight-outs. Fight-outs, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to fight out. Yeah. It's but like can... white-out, but it punches you. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you smear it on the paper, just bam! <laughs> um, but, yeah, you can have, like, these big action moments that don't feel like they're, like, rewashed because it's in the light of, like, a superhero-esque film. Mm-hmm. And then again, too, like, you know, I think of, like, 2011 when we got, like, Watchmen, and that really brought, like, a different tone to superhero films. Like, yeah. that, that showed that you can have, like, a really compelling story while still having action.
1: Well, I think about even, too, with, like, Watchmen, which is a really good example of this, because it's, like, the last point that I saw, too, in terms of, like, kind of looking at the differences, and also, too, which is that, like, I don't know, do we have to pick sides? Because I'm more in favor of, like, modern action.
0: Because... I'm more in favor of 80s. Oh, well,
1: this is interesting. Well, one of the, my main argument kind of ties in with Watchmen, because then I also think about, like, of course, John Wick, because I have to bring it yeah, up. Yeah, I knew
0: you were... That's why I kind of thought that you were going to bring up...
1: the reasoning for it is that one of the, the really good points that I saw, too, that, like, makes the difference between the two is choreography. Yeah. And the idea that action movies become more choreographed. It's not just more of like you shoot the guy and then the swibs go off and then yeah. the explosion of blood or like the little set moments of like stick around. And it's yes. like, here it is where it's like we get chances to be able to have like long drawn out fight scenes that are well established and choreographed and they put time into it. And it's unique. It's memorable. Like I think about so many moments too in like John Wick or like The Raid. Like, even
0: Matrix, I think yeah, about... Yeah, Matrix like, is fantastic. The, the Matrix, por- like, the the first one, mainly. Oh, no, like, yes. <laughs> but, like, yeah, the choreography of, like, the fight scenes is just, like... And, again, that's Keanu Reeves, too, and that, just, like, mm-hmm. in John Wick. Um, more recently, though, like, the, the most recent film that I can think of that, like, is an action movie that I actually enjoyed was Bullet Train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Bullet Train had that where it's, like... It's got some of that, like, 80s, like, one-liners, like, quippiness to it while still being, like, choreographed fight scenes that look realistic, that pack a punch, that show you the blood and guts and explosions and gore that you're yeah, looking for in an fun. action movie. Mm-hmm. So, in that aspect, like, I think, you know, there there is that progression yeah. for action movies. I just tend to lean better on, like, the 80s stuff. Um, and I don't know if that is a good enough way to like segue into like pros and cons for you yeah we can go into this um so for me pros for like the the 80s stuff um which i find it funny that you brought up where it's like it feels more grounded now where to me like in the 80s it feels more like grounded where it's like you're having somewhat realistic characters of like like commando, you have like just a man who like was working in like special agency. You have like Rambo where it's like a man coming back from war. Mm-hmm. It's like we didn't have the CGI or like special effects to like make like these incredible like sets and like um yeah. like like all these different like backgrounds and like all this different like explosiveness. It's just men fighting mm-hmm. and then having explosions that are actually practical effects. Yeah. And again, practical effects are always going to win with me. Like, that's always going to be my thing is, like, if you have the money to make it look realistic, do that. Mm -hmm. So I I always like that. Um, The other part, too, is, like, the 80s just made, like, blockbuster action stars. Like, again, I'm I'm talking my ear off this month with it, but, like, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme, like... These guys were were made in these movies, like yeah. like the the weird thing while I was doing research, it was like a really good point brought up. It's like like in the eighties, you're going to these movies because of Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? You like do draws you in because you, of the name. It draws you in because of the name, but it also draws you in because of like how he looks like he's yeah he's billed as a star like a movie star like a an an actual action star Mm -hmm. so it's like you're going in like not fully knowing like what he's gonna do but you know it's gonna be arnold right versus like if you go to see the batman with Mm -hmm. robert pattinson it's like i think he did a great job with it I really like the Batman. Right. But you're not going because of the star power of Robert Pattinson. You're going because it's a Batman, the movie. Batman movie. Right. So and I, I totally agree with you on that too, where it's like definitely how the
1: eighties fostered this, this fact of like, you're going to go see this because you like the actor, which yeah. then goes into like what I mentioned before. of like, you want to see the giant Rip Man do cool things,
0: yeah, which makes sense because in the '80s, like you look at like old WWF, like that's yeah, that's kind of like where again before you had like Marvel movies with CGI, where it's like they could actually make the Hulk like look good. Where these, is, how is this tying into wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, well, no, because like old WWF, like you know, you had like people like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, where like these were these were people that like kids were looking at them and they were like they're larger than life like they're like they're superheroes holy shit zach did you just tie in
1: that's a great example and it's not because i'm a mark but like (laughs) no you're super right because like i think about even too like the differences between our argument because Mm -hmm. it's like you have back in the day yeah where it's like it's just these amazing personalities and characters and you're drawn to see them but they're not particularly good wrestlers no as opposed to like today where it's like they do such amazing choreographed matches, but nobody seems to have that star power. Yeah, and it's like, I man, dude. Yeah, good shit.
0: I, every now and again, I surprise you.
1: Yeah, but like that—that's such an apropos statement because yeah. I think it's—it speaks to action. Where it's like, and that's what I'm saying. Even too, like the pros that I have from our recent stuff mm-hmm. is that like. Like, I'd love a fucking John Wick movie because mm-hmm. it's choreographed and it's got amazing fight scenes. Absolutely. But I'm not going to see it because it's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's not because it's the new Keanu Reeves movie that I want to see it. I see it because of the choreographed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's true of, like, how we kind of lost that star power.
0: Yeah. But again, too, like, nowadays, like, you have, like, the bigger budget. So, like, you can do stuff like the choreographing. Like, yeah. you can put time and effort into, like, making these fight scenes feel realistic. And you can also have the budget to do, like, these more outlandish stories. Like, again, like, these Avenger films that have become, like, the new wave of, like, action films. And you can blend genres into that, like, how Mm -hmm. I said with, like, Fast and Furious, where it's, like, it's a car movie, but it's an action movie because of how they utilize it. And I think even,
1: too, like, whereas we're bringing that up, it's,
0: like, also my
1: argument pro towards recent stuff. Mm -hmm. Because then you also have stuff, like, similar to that, like, Think about, like, Fury Road, man. Yeah. Where it's, like, Fury Road has this beautiful combination of, like, awesome action between the actual car chases, the fights and that. But then even, too, and I like what the article mentioned, is that it also gives a chance to embrace, like, a heart and a story. Yeah. And I feel like as a con for, like, 80s movies is that I can't think of a single character that I've ever, like, embraced or enjoyed to the fact that it's, like... In that same sense.
0: Yeah, like, you can't, like, fully, fully relate to them. Right. Or
1: even two, which is, like, the emotional struggle or the difficulties that come with that. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. Like, Duchess Platoon dies in Predator. But I don't have that same emotional weight that I would for, like, Furiosa. Yeah. Of, like, her arc and her struggle and what she's looking for. Yeah,
0: realizing that, like, everything that she's, like trying to escape for the past 20 years has been gone for those 20 years. Right,
1: and it's like how an action movie, I feel like nowadays, offers the chance to be able to make characters. Yeah. Like, I think about so much, too, where it's like 80s action movies are like, they're one-dimensional. The characters themselves are... I'm going to shoot the gun and that's it. Of yes. course, like we have exceptions, like we just talked about Rambo.
0: Yes and no. Yeah. Because, like, again, like with Rambo, like you get like a full backstory in five minutes. Right. Like even Commando, like you, it opens with Arnold like playing with his daughter and like, yeah, like teaching her how to fight. And you can see, like, okay, like this is like his softer side before he kills everything.
1: Right. But I think even too, which is that, like, they give like snippets of that yeah but it doesn't feel like it's fleshed out more often than not Mm -hmm. because i think about even too like most of arnold schwarzenegger's career it's like characters that he plays aren't very you know like emotion driven or fleshed out or you know like built upon as what we get a lot more in like modern movies which i think is really valuable in the sense of like how it offers this chance of like will we get to have more character driven stuff. We get to have more like emotion in fight scenes. We get to have more like, you know, like
0: driven stories, mm-hmm. which I think is a lot better than. And just. Like you general, just shoot a gun. <laughs> and in general, just like better camera work where it's like you can showcase that, where it's like beforehand, like if you have like, again, Rambo, like, like shooting something up because he's, like, pissed off about, like, how he's been in life. It's like you're getting a faraway shot because of, like, what they had at the time. Right. But, like, nowadays, if you get, like, a John Wick, you can get, like, a close-up shot of, like, him punching one specific guy and feeling that pain of, like, this yeah. is why I did this.
1: Or how even, too, where it's, like, you're... Yeah, of course, like you're mentioning, is that, like, a lot of camera tricks, a lot of things. Like, it's kind of this slump where it's, like... There's, like, basically they're showing little to nothing. Yeah. Other than, like, maybe, like you said, a wide shot in the 80s. And then we go into, like, the horrible moments, like... It's showing too much. Well, no, not even that. Where it's, like, more of the middle part, too, which is awful, of, like, shaky cam and, like, 15 different cuts. I think about, like, the Taken franchise where it's, like... Oh, my God. Every fight scene has, like, four... It's, like, raw. (laughs) It's, like, it's watching the Monday Night Raw where it's, like, 50 different camera changes. Yeah. And now I think even too we have like a really beautiful like medium of that where it's mm-hmm. like we can hold onto this one long shot, and it's like you get to see all the action, and maybe it'll cut every once in a while, but like you get to see most of it, which allows you to say like, "Wow, this is I get to see the action," which yeah. is really cool.
0: Yeah, I think um I think a con with the '80s though that I brought like I I put down for me at least like was while I mentioned how great it is where it's like you have like this blockbuster star power yeah you kind of get tight casted into that if you're that good yeah like again like these like like bruce lee like even um like bruce willis with the diehard franchise like sylvester stallone arnold schwarzenegger like in that 80s era they were action right like, like for them like obviously all of them later on like went on to do like something a little bit different like they they kind of went into like a sci-fi of of an adventure like a, a comedy role just to like dip their toes into it and it felt weird because it's like you're 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 supposed to be this big macho man and now you're telling jokes around a dinner table with kids yeah and it's like it didn't feel right and that's why it's like it's that blessing and curse because it's like you got tight casted into this. Mm-hmm. Like this is what people are going to know you for. So for right. you to do anything different, it's like when fucking um, Robert De Niro started doing like Meet the Fockers. Yeah, when you're, and you're when like, you're like, what like the fuck? all when you're like all of these other things that he's done, mm-hmm. and it's like now you're going to do this. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that's I definitely agree
1: with you on that. Um, also, too, I have um, one of the cons for like more recently like more like modern movies is like as we talked about and kind of in a similar way, which is like how more as much as like superhero movies have brought out this chance to be able to create action.
0: It makes it feel generic.
1: Yeah. Because that's the other thing. Like because we have all these fucking Marvel movies, we kind of lose the like the opportunity to actually create something a little bit more. Yeah. Like, that's even, too, like, as you and I have talked about, where it's, like, when we have moments like John Wick or Dread or The Raid, where it's, like, these very, you know, like, out of nowhere, or Bullet Train, like, out of, these out of nowhere movies, yeah. like, feel so much fresh because we kind of been saturated with the idea of, like, if you make an action movie, it has to be a Marvel movie yes. or a DC movie, and that in itself, too, kind of, like, takes away from the value of, like, creating more things. hmm 'Cause I think so often too, like how that comes up where it's like people want to make like these fucking big cool action movies, but then it doesn't feel as appreciated or yeah. seen because it's not
0: a Marvel movie. Or it's like I brought up before, like it's not going to get the same box office success. Yeah. Because it's not drawing in these people that already have like a pre knowledge and like a care for this in like this um this franchise. Yeah, exactly. So it's harder to get into it, but I guess like a mean that's kind of like films in general like it's hard to like create something new anyways right like again too i i talked about like with you off camera like a little bit of like the the more recent movie talk to me Mm -hmm. where like that did like really really well to the point where they're getting a sequel for it yeah but it's hard to create just like in action also with horror and any other genre like it's hard to create something new Mm -hmm. rather than just like where we're constantly stuck in this kind of like reboots like Like sequels yeah and like again how i i brought up too where it's like you don't have that kind of like star power nowadays with action movies Mm -hmm. like you kind of have it with keanu reeves as of late with the john wick stuff but again too keanu reeves is kind of just like i'm i'll do anything almost so it's like so it's like he'll like he doesn't feel like the be all end all action star right And, yeah, I agree with, like, it just feels, like, very generic at this point where it's, like... Yeah, which is upsetting. Yeah.
1: Because I think about even, too, where it's, like, as much as the 80s is very Mm one-dimensional, it had personality. Yeah. Because it's, like, as we talked about plenty of times this month where it's, like, when I think about Arnie throwing that knife and saying stick around, I'm, like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. That has so much to it. It's just iconic. Right. But then you have stuff nowadays, too, which is, like... I can't remember a specific fight scene from a Marvel movie. Like, I can't think of much personality that comes from that. Yeah. Maybe like a moment here it's and It's cool
0: there. when you're watching it. Yeah,
1: but it's like very like you see it and then you kind of like go numb to it and then you're just like through it. Yeah. And it's like that kind of sucks because it's like that's the whole point of why I'm watching this. Mm-hmm. I want to see the cool big moments. You
0: want to see the big action.
1: The fights, yeah. But then I feel kind of like numb to it.
0: Yeah. So I think '80s better. I I like a lot more modern
1: ones. Yeah. So,
0: um, that's our take on it. I think um, who the fuck are we? Yeah. Really. <laughs> um, more so, we'd like to hear what everybody else thinks about it too. Have a real debate from everybody. Get into like a big old war with each other. A yeah, civil war. A holy war. <laughs> I like holy war better. Yeah. Um, and that's who we think did it better. Yeah. I. A little bit
1: of a history lesson for you kids.
0: Yeah. um, I have a recommendation. Zach, do you have a recommendation? Oh, thank you for asking, Matt. Um, again, kind of going with the theme of August Action, mm-hmm. doing something a little bit more on like that machismo bra... Bravado? Bravado. Bravado. See, I go. figured out the word. I can't figure it out. And you me. couldn't figure out the word last episode. Yeah. Um. So... You kind of walked in mechanic. on it. Mechanic, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I figured it out. It was mechanic. They got a game mechanic. I figured oh, it. Out. Sorry. Got yeah. It, oh got I it, got it. Man.
0: Well, wow, I was gonna eat you up inside. Oh right? man,
1: chucking me fucking way a too. To a <laughs> Jesus. All right,
0: continue. Um, so I'm almost done with it. I've been watching the um, what is it? The the Netflix documentary, um, Muscles and Mayhem. The okay. unauthorized American Gladiator documentary. Oh yeah.
1: I watched a little bit of that with
0: you. Yeah, it was what a um, weird <laughs> directed by uh Jared Hess. Um it's pretty interesting, honestly. Like it talks a lot about like um how American Gladiator got to be. Like it really didn't run that long. Like it was really from like I think like eighty six to like ninety three. Okay. It really wow, it d- felt
1: like it's been around for it,
0: much longer than that. It really didn't run that long, and, like, it talked about, like, you know, the start of it, and, like, how these very, like, jacked human beings were, like, picked to be, like, the gladiators, and it reminded me to the point where it's, like, this is probably the basis for Running Man. Um, it, Well, yeah, yeah, as we
1: talked about with the Running Man episode, yeah, they based American Gladiator off of it.
0: Yeah, so, like, you're watching it, and it's, like, these, these massive people, and how they kind of became stars overnight, like how they put their bodies like through everything. Cause like, if you don't know the premise of American gladiator is basically like, there are these gladiators who are just like these hulking behemoth, like men and women. And the goal is that like each episode, there's like four to five, like local people that are like trying to like beat them in these contests. And, they're literally being told to go out there and just like fucking stop them anyway. <laughs> right. Just wreck their shit. So so even too, like the gladiators doing this like five, six days a week are getting like beat down. Like they're they're like really like hurting themselves doing it, which is how they end up like showcasing in it like people that were getting, like, seriously hurt and then just mm. immediately fired. Wow. Um, they had to, like, bring in, like, the start of it, it was three guys, three girls. By the end of it, it was, like, 15 guys and girls. Jeez. Because, like, they were just, like, oh, we're bringing all these people to basically, like, take the load off of, like, the other people. Yeah. Um, And then it talks a lot about, like, the steroid use just because, like, Makes they were, sense. like, we have to get big. We have to be, like, the biggest stars mm. here. And how overnight they basically became stars, like, going from uh different seasons and and just, like, going on tours and, like, really going through, like, everything. Um, So I haven't finished it fully to see, like, how it, like, what was the final nail in the coffin of it.
1: But it's still interesting to see, like, a documentary on, like, some stupid little game show and then mm-hmm. seeing, like, all the horrors that come with it.
0: Yeah. So, so that, that's cool. It's very interesting. Um, So check that out. That's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You reminded me that there was a, th- a yeah. Fifth there's month. five weeks in this. I there's know we were talking th- about this last week. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. So in that sense, we are going to be doing one more action movie. But yeah. A l- but a
1: little bit on the different side, and then um, the topic will be outside of action movie month. So then yeah. this this will be our last little staple of this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, We are going to be doing a movie that actually came out this year. Um, It is a Netflix original. Oh, God, no. Um, It is a movie that I saw the trailer for and have been interested since. Okay. Just because it has a bit of a Tarantino vibe to it, Um, we are going to be doing a movie called Blood and Gold. Okay. I don't think I know this. All right. You don't. But if I show you a trailer, I think you'll like it. I'm sure I would. All right. All right, cool. So um, stick around for that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Now, Matt, roll the credits.